I'm Craig. Uh, I like movies. Uh, this week, <clears throat> my guest is, uh, you know, a pretty new friend from, uh, you know, in real life. <laughs> you know? So, uh, it's Travis. <laughs> uh, Travis. <Hello. laughs> hey. Do you I like don't, I like I like movies. Movies are great. Um, mm-hmm. I, movies are actually really cool, but I I prefer films personally. Okay. Hey, you know what? <laughs> we, also, we also talk about those on this podcast. So you're you're one of those guys. I don't watch movies. I watch films. All right. So sorry, I just took a sip uh, real quick there. That's fine. You know, this is a free flow podcast, so we just go with it. Uh, All right, we got a we got a question here for you though. It's the first question <laughs> of the podcast. Okay, it is. Uh, what experiences do you have with movies? Ooh, that's broad. Um, yeah, I've got a lot of experiences with uh, movies. I think. I guess I could just start with my favorite. I like when a movie. Oh no 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 no! Wait 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 wait! Oh. You... Wait, are you saying your favorite movie or your favorite no, thing no, about no, no. movies? Like, okay, okay, my okay, favorite yeah. thing about movies. Because later on, I'm going to get to that question. So, okay, I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I got nervous. Sorry. I like that movies can make me feel things. Like, nice. and I guess maybe it's a thing that those emotions are there that you are mad or sad or whatnot, but you just keep pushing it down because you know you gotta go to work or watch the cat. Or, like, go to the bar and drink with all the friends. And who hates... Oh, God, just leave me alone. Let me watch movies. I can be better. (laughs) You can learn things from movies. Uh, Typically, they're called documentaries. But you can also learn things from, like, real movies, too. Not Uh, just those fake real movies that you watch called documentaries. That's very Um, interesting. (laughs) uh, Because in the last episode, my guest, Tony, said to me, that uh movies basically they they change you in a way you know that's what yeah like, a good movie to him was i've made a i've, I've made a lot of uh, really good friends through movies as well interesting um, i think the first time me and eric met um you know eric i don't know if the cast knows eric but yeah he's been on the podcast yes oh, okay cool first time me and eric met it was uh we were at a show at the park side i forget the band that was playing but um that uh does not matter because we only talk about movies here (laughs) but we spent the entire show uh gushing about the new mad max um fury road and Mm. how much we both loved it and how amazing it was and you know just breaking down all the intricate parts of it like talking about the setting and then the filming process and then the acting and then comparing it to um kind of like some of the older films like the older mad maxes and mm-hmm. how we felt this was probably like the best mad max for a multitude of reasons so like i've met really great people through movies i've let's see but back to the back to the movies making you feel things like that they are like jesus christ excuse me they are really <laughs> they are really powerful forms of media. It's like an album, a theatrical 
experience and a performance piece all kind of rolled up into one. And they're supposed to finish in these nice, tidy little packages. Like they have a start, they have an ending, they have a beginning. Typically, um, we see a little less and less of that with the these big tentpole films that are out, you know, like, or uh, people like to have extended universes. Oh, um, yeah. For for marketing and, and making money, like, it, it is kind of how the industry has evolved and kept itself going. So... I used to I used to actually be mad at the industry for sliding that way, but I mean, anymore it was just kind of the logical progression of things, you know. Yeah, I and agree. You, you get all these car, comic book movies and property uh, yeah, joined yeah. movies. You have built-in fan bases, and some of the stuff that they try to do is honestly really cool, like. As much grief I give the Star Wars, the new Star Wars films, I, mean, I it, that is super cool for a lot of people. One of my one of my friends was just is a, like a giant Star Wars buff. He, like, he got in off of the prequel. <laughs> so whoa, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Are you you're saying his introduction to Star Wars was the prequels? Yeah, he watched well, the prequels. And That's then pretty... went and watched the uh, the sequels that were made before the prequels. Okay, I want to have this person on my <laughs> podcast because that is so interesting. That is yeah, like I, I've I never tell heard him of all that. the time how odd that is. Yeah, like from someone that that grew up on the the VHS tapes. You know, I mean, pretty much everyone did. Like that's so wow. That's so cool. It's kind of like when, I don't know, for example, say you like the band Korn and everybody's like their first CD is the best. And you get talking to this dude and it's just like, oh, I really like the stuff. Like, I, I love the fifth album. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he still likes that first CD, but the fifth album will always be his favorite. <laughs> Man, that's Yeah, that's really, that's kind of cool. I kind of like that, though. That's like, that shows like that. Uh, it really did like he see he was a kid when he saw the prequels. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it, he saw him in the theater and he said they blew his mind. Yeah. So like that just shows that George Lucas did know what he was doing. I know. I, I kind of hate to give him that credit sometimes because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want it to go to his already big head. But <laughs> that's good. I like that a lot. That's a good uh, story. Uh. So. With your experience uh, with movies, Travis, that you have, uh, mm. what is a good movie to you? Oh, a good movie is one that stays with you after you watch it. It doesn't have to be the whole film. It can just be a part. It could just be a performance, or it could even be, like, the message. Mm -hmm. Like, and sometimes there's a gray line. I feel like People that enjoy movies always watch or will come across movies, I should say, that they watch and understand, have things that they like about it and that have potential, but didn't execute in so many ways. Um, but if you can appreciate something for the sum of its parts, instead of having the flaws or the theories of how you would have done it better <laughs> attached to it. You can like 
really find some like great movies and those end up um they kind of tend to be my favorite ones after a while mm-hmm. because you can really sit there and analyze and you form your own relationship with it simply because nobody there's no outside forces mm-hmm. um kind of guiding your hand or your thought process or your feelings like it's a very intimate thing uh to watch a movie and to think about it uh, almost in the same way that you can listen to an album from start to front but you know you typically when you watch a new movie you do it in a theater there's a, a surround system you have a comfortable to varying degree of comfort chair that you sit in sometimes you can eat food in there sometimes you can get drinks in there alcoholic drinks i mean and it's really like it's like if you listen to an album you have good headphones if you have a good space to just sit and relax and take in a story kind of digest uh feel it yeah and and it's almost like peering into somebody else's mind or life uh for for a bit you can really use some time to reset yourself to just relax and not have to think anything and and follow along this story in real time on your time (laughs) yeah it's a good answer i like it you just get to be one with the film yeah those are the uh so many so many good ones yeah i'll just keep talking so you're gonna have to like kind of guide <laughs> me through a little bit because i would know yeah you're hammering good. on no, that's great i mean you topic. you really did hammer home what a good movie <laughs> you is uh so now we're gonna move on to what is a bad movie what makes a bad movie to you Ooh, there's a lot of things that make a bad movie but to me one thing that I can think of that makes a bad movie is an extreme disregard for its own inherent logic. And what I mean by that is that a movie will set up its rules and then repeatedly break them while also still trying to enforce that somehow in this universe things work a certain way in, in this cinematic universe um it, it a, a bad movie doesn't make sense and that kind of flows into that a, a bad movie just okay. kind of leaves you hmm. i don't want to say Wondering. confused yeah a bad what movie could makes, have been makes, mm-hmm. It's a bad movie as a disappointment. Uh, let's uh, <clears throat> my 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 friend Tony said that a bad movie inspires doubt, and uh, oh. I think that's very poignant. I like that. Yeah. So I think uh, I think that's kind of what you're going for, right? Like you're saying it, it it makes you doubt what were they doing, who gave yeah. them money. And that that leads into another thing, too, is a a bad movie, you doubt the integrity of the film. Mm. Like, 
if you can if you can't become invested and all you can see is the work behind the scenes and i don't mean like um like on set or like the adr or the editing that those are just kind of fun things that you can look for if you know mm -hmm. what the process is like and you can appreciate them on their own but i mean like like behind the scenes when a movie starts to disregard its logic i use this film as an example all the time is the force awakening and how that movie just it's a movie that every time i think about it i find something else that i don't like about it um it just it completely panders to the fan base without any regard for telling a comprehensive story or for trying to tell a cool story or an interesting or take your pick of the adjectives it's totally made so that it can set up the next run of franchises mm -hmm. like and that that's all it that's all it was made for so it's kind of like a pointless movie yeah in a it way it was uh a soft reboot yeah very soft <laughs> very like, soft that was like Link limping across poached. the finish line. Yeah, it was a poached movie. <laughs> a poached reboot. See, that one laid an egg. Go lay an egg. There you go. Look at that. <laughs> Look at the tie-in right there. Perfect. Uh, so uh, we talked about, you know, what you think is a bad movie. So now we're going to move on to can a bad movie be good? Yes, a bad movie can be good. Boom. Um, oftentimes, bad movies can be better than good movies. <laughs> if that makes sense. Sure. Uh, I know that there's probably people out there that are familiar with the film The Room. It as a prime example of a... mentioned on every episode of the podcast so far. <laughs> I'm actually... Yeah, yeah, I think it maybe I didn't say it on the last one, but maybe Tony said it on the last one. So, yeah, it's definitely I'm pretty sure it's been mentioned on every single episode. Oh, maybe you should change the name of the podcast to Craig's Room Movie Ooh, Talk. <laughs> Craig's Room Movie Talk. Yeah, Craig's, you know, I'm already uh this is my 11th episode, so, you know, I I think I'm too too deep in the game you're to too you too too dialed in. Yeah. Um, but a bad movie can be really good. And I, I go back to movies playing by the rules, uh, their own set of rules. If a movie can be bad, but if it follows its own insane logic, then you can find enjoyment in it because then you have moments you're like, oh, of course, of course, so and so, you know, opened the closet and got stabbed because. <laughs> You know, that's his goofy guy. And for some reason in this movie, there's just guys standing in closets waiting yeah. around to stab people. And, um, and everybody knew it was going to happen. Yeah. So they're entertaining. They're, they encourage, uh, a bad movie encourages participation, which is why Mystery Science Theater kind of hit the nail on the head as far as how they chose to like skew movies and bad movies. They just sat some people in the audience and had a running commentary, and that's what's 
the most fun about a bad movie is that it can turn into an interactive experience. So it yes. becomes more than just a movie. It becomes kind of like a pseudo performance piece. And you're kind of in on the actualing. It, uh, the actualing. The act. <laughs> The uh, how which two words did I comment? Did I combine there? Uh, <laughs> the, action the action and, and the, the... the action, the action and wrestling. Because <laughs> I was gonna say it's like wrestling, where you uh -huh. go and you get to watch a story, uh, pan out, but you get to be part of the experience too, because you get to yell at the performers, and mm. and you can throw things at them, even though that is very discouraging you probably will lose your very expensive seat yeah that you paid for most if definitely you managed to throw something at the performer oh in this day and age most definitely yeah you know who wants to be that guy that's that's such a that's such a asshole flex to buy tickets to seat somewhere you know they to sit, sit somewhere close regardless of what you're watching Oh, and then just throw something live usually <laughs> costs more than general admin. So oh, if yeah. you plop down that money <laughs> to go and throw a drink at someone you don't like, that's a new level uh, of determination to flex on your asshole chops. To me, it's like the uh, it's like the equivalent of like buying like a right field line seat at like a baseball game. And then you reach over and like touch a ball that was fair, you know, and you're like, oh, I'm oh, yeah. with the play whoops my bad and then you get kicked out and yeah. everybody cheers you get cubs man you're gonna get cubs <laughs> yeah you're gonna get bartman <laughs> is that his name something like that oh i, I can't remember his name i yeah. just laughed because like bart i imagine bartman <laughs> bart like superhero bartman yeah i mean bartman but we don't but, talk about TV shows on this. No, podcast. no, no. We talk about movies. That's right. There was the Simpsons movies, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> well, we can talk about that. That's fine. Uh, that one was pretty all right. It was okay. Hey, Spider Pig, you know? Yeah. Spider uh, Pig didn't hold up so well, but all the other jokes kind of did. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's fine. The best one is when uh, Green Day's playing, and they're like, we want to play for you one, one, like one song about the environment. And everybody boos them, <laughs> boos them <laughs> and like sinks their barge and calls them hippies. <laughs> and it's just like, we played this free show and you're having such a good time. Here's one song of the environment. Boo! <laughs> and they go down. It's like the Titanic. Another movie that um, I've seen from start to finish, not once, but I've watched it many times over in segments across like Kmart's in the United States <laughs> just on televisions like yeah it's, it's one of those by. movies it's already it's like always on somewhere <laughs> you know been a while I like my favorite part of that movie is that Billy Zane has hair and you get to imagine he gets to have his young Ray Fiennes moment <laughs> I'm I have hair Oh, and also Bill Paxton's like good in anything. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean that's that's a given. Uh, so now we move on from can a bad movie be good to what is a bad quote unquote movie that you like? A bad movie quote unquote that I like. 
I don't want to already mention the room. That one's too easy. I want to see if I can come up with one that's a, that's a little obtuse that maybe somebody else can think, oh, I never thought of that one and watch it and have like a similar experience. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I oh, hmm. It's tough because there's varying degrees of bad, like oh, definitely, like um, like a Gore Verbinski, like like how he skews like shock schlock mm-hmm. in such a good way. So you like watch a RoboCop or a Starship Troopers, definitely, and you're, and you're like, this is very cartoonishly gratuitous, but it's done with like a level of care and respect. <laughs> See, that's the funny thing is where like RoboCop is like. People are like, yeah, fucking Robocop rules. Mm-hmm. And then you have people who are like, Starship Troopers is terrible. That's a bad movie. And they don't understand that it's like the same person. Yeah, and they're kind of very similar movies. One's like anti-police like police state policing. The other one's kind of like just anti-marine state. Like- yeah propaganda like the lot, all the propaganda they show throughout that film is a dead dead bug, bug. And people are just like yeah and then you realize it's like oh that's we made those in the 50s <laughs> about other countries <laughs> and you're like oh that's kind of all of a sudden it's a little less cool. it's a little less cool that's still cool <laughs> It's still cool. It's still cool. Are you not American? It's still cool. <laughs> oh, let's see. A, a, a favorite good, bad movie. Oh, I'm trying to think. There's it, it would have had to have been one that just made me laugh. Like one that just in the theater like was dying with people. Um, shoot. That's tough. That's a that's a tough spot. Yeah, this is a good one. I like the these next few questions are going to be tough. All, All right? right, I'm just letting you know I'm right now. In for a penny, in for a pound, so the English say. Uh, also, get off my lawn, so saith Clint Eastwood. <laughs> Let's say, oh, man, I would, I would have to rewatch Reservoir Dogs too. I know it was a bad Reserv- movie. Does the sec there was a second one? Oh, I'm sorry. Boondock Saints 2. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um because it, so. I was expecting something different. I had never watched the first Boondock oh, Saints. So I was familiar with the tattoos and people on like MySpace, like sick movie. The tattoos are cool, Aquaritus, Anemone, and shit, and <laughs> the songs of Aquarius and shit. <laughs> um, I was expecting, I guess I was expecting more of like a Fight Club-esque type of film, not knowing that the movie didn't really take itself too super seriously. And I felt very, I felt like my intelligence was insulted <laughs> in that movie. <laughs> 
and that was one of the few that's one of the few movies to this day that i've walked out of like at a theater wait but this is supposed to be a bad movie that you like i know i know i'm trying to like that one was just stuck in the head I'm oh, like, I, gotta, oh okay. I gotta get this gotta one out to like gotta say it. okay i got you I yeah got you. yeah i understand that uh let's see a bad movie that i like hmm. oh you know what so hmm It might straddle the line of a bad movie. Okay. But I believe one of the best quote unquote bad movies of all time to watch if you just want a good time with your friends is Big Trouble in Little China. Hey, <laughs> I'll take it. That's, <laughs> yeah. That movie is been a so, long time, a long, long time. It's so since full I've seen of it. cheese that it's like, a block of cheese. <laughs> huh? Wait, what? The wait, what? Wait, what did you say? Say it. No, no, no. Now I gotta know what it is. We need to know it. Oh, is. yes. Wicker Man. Oh, hey. That's right. my. That's uh. That's Ashley, my fiance, in the back. She just said. Sorry. Oh no! What no, about a Nicholas Cage she, I heard her, movie? I heard her just say sorry. No, oh, you apo- heard her say, Oh no! No, no need to. No, no need to apologize. Okay. Yeah, Wicker Man. And what makes it even special is I saw that movie in theaters, and me and my friends we were laugh. We were busting up laughing like <laughs> when he drop kicks that. What was it? It's like when he drop kicks Kathy Bates, <laughs> or like when he just walks when he's in the bear suit and he runs up and he like cold cocks that random lady <laughs> it's so it's so absurd and the beginning of the movie starts by playing it out as like a straightaway um suspense thriller like somewhat similar to the original and just once it gets on the island it goes off the rails 100 <laughs> percent. i just recently watched the original and i the, was like it's great it's like the okay, original perfect is, like is great yeah and if like, you think about it like at the time when it came out too terrifying like, or i was i was telling my friends this movie would have been horrifying if you were a christian like oh horrific yes that like movie was kind of like the proto uh to the witch in uh, yeah, a lot yeah. of ways I kind of like, like see it as like midsummer too, where it's like very. Oh, I still got to see like, that one. Oh, okay. It's like, uh, well, not to. I mean, it doesn't spoil anything, but it's a lot of it's in the daytime, so it's like, it's just good. Like, I mean, I love that, you know. Yeah. Daytime horror. So, odd, odd settings, interesting settings, or like just environments with character, where the environment is a character. You know, yeah. you see, My, you see that in like The Revenant, or like in Fear and Loathing. You know mm-hmm. what? Like the town is kind of like this weird combination of uh, just crazy things. Like, uh, what's that? Uh, oh, I'm trying to think of the. Damn it! Now I can't even remember his name. It sounds mm-hmm. like, smells like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, John Carpenter, the uh, a movie in the late '90s. Give me a moment here. It's gonna come to dream. 
No, John Carpenter. Wait, no, that's Wes Craven. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's hard. He's made Carpenter's made quite a few. And talk about talk about a in the mouth of madness. Uh, a writer oh. goes to a town, and the whole town is uh actually like out of a book that the guy has written and stuff. It's like really crazy. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah, sounds cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I see. I see. I see where where this is going. <laughs> We're talking a, about bad movies, sweetheart. It's a no. Well, I'm just saying it's a it's a it's a, it's a '90s uh, John Carpenter film. So yeah, he kind of like lost his stride in the '80s. Yeah, something um, happened. I don't know. Uh, he probably just enjoyed making music. Yeah, he like. He still like makes music and yeah, I'm pretty sure he does, but we don't talk about that here. This we is talk about podcast. his movies. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right. So Wicker Man, that was also my Wicker friend Man. Alex's oh, favorite bad movie. Classic. That's that's a the first Cage got many that's the first vegan. repeat, and oh, I like cool. it. I'm happy about that. Uh, yeah, Nicholas Cage again. basically is like a bad good movie star he's fully slid into that role and he's <laughs> he's really embraced it too like well he's got he's, a lot of he's got like islands to pay off so i know that poor man that poor rich man what what is <laughs> what is that like middle class is nicholas cage blue collar is he the oh, only definitely. blue collar celebrity that we know yeah he's definitely the only blue collar celebrity like I hear Keanu Reeves rides the subway, but he could own that subway too. So oh wait, Larry the cable guy. Larry the cable guy? Yeah. <laughs> He's the other blue collar. <laughs> yeah. If you got a big truck and a red neck, you must be Jeff Foxworthy. Oh all right. Easiest form of movie comedy, like I'm a stereotype. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Laugh at me. <laughs> I demand it. Being a stereotype is the easiest way to, you know, get a role in a movie. That's what I've heard. I got a question for you. Oh, all right. What's a film that you've watched mm -hmm. from, from your past that you've experienced in your past, but enough length of time has passed that you kind of, need to rewatch it again like something from say from your childhood or your formative years what's one film that you've rewatched that still looks just as good as you remember it like i mean i mean most movies from when i was a kid because everything was like legit and real Mm -hmm. Uh, I did. I recently watched Pee Wee's Big Adventure on uh Blu-ray. Oh, was how was that transfer? Amazing. It looked oh, great. Okay, good. Yeah, and it had a commentary with Paul Rubin and Tim Burton. Oh, so nice. I so I watched it with that because I've watched it like a bunch of times, and it was like really nice to watch it like that. And just like I don't know, you know, I love. I've always liked that movie. It's always been like one of my favorites it's definitely like my favorite tim burton film 
and yeah it's one of my favorite uh road trip movies uh <laughs> good yeah big yeah. adventure and dumb and dumber are like my two favorite road trip movies you know i never thought of it as a, a road trip film it's very good uh yeah it totally is like <laughs> yeah i mean i just i just always you know i don't i don't, I never think of movies in like uh terms of like that i guess though like where mm -hmm. they're like road trip adventures or kind of things like that so like that's that's interesting though i've never really know like realized that but yeah i i i just watched that and it just looked great everything looks so good and then uh the woman who's in the movie that's like oh, his the like, large marge no no not oh, well, oh. that that was always like one of my like most like that like as a kid that stuck in my brain forever <laughs> you know that's yeah. like i'll never forget that and i think i they said on the commentary they're like i think paul rubin said you know when this movie's over this is what people are going to remember or something like that to her and she was like, you know, people still tell me they remember me from that when he saw that's her crazy. recently. And I was like, that's great because I never forgot it. Uh, but yeah, definitely, probably that I would say, definitely holds up like in every way. It's funny and just like goofy and ridiculous in so many ways, and like the fact that a movie like that of a character. Like I was, I was talking about this with some friends. Is that like Ernest, the Ernest movies, and like the Pee Wee yes. movies, like yes. things like that will probably never ever happen again. No, uh, yeah, they totally, they totally won't. It's a different style of movie making for that age demographic yeah. these days. Like they won't make that that movie because they don't think that'll turn a profit. I think like the 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 days of like character movies are kind of over. Like Austin Powers, like uh, Wayne's World, like things like that. Like I feel like there's, I don't know, there's never gonna be like another kind of like Mr. Bean. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I think it's be, <laughs> I think it's because a lot of it has a lot to do with these characters aren't necessarily. Um, plugged directly into the cultural zeitgeist mm -hmm. anymore yeah. everything's so fractured and fragmented that mm -hmm. it's hard to truly cross over definitely yeah um you have to do it through multiple mediums um or get lucky you know yeah because like the, the virality of everything makes it harder that's to really true yeah create concepts and characters mm -hmm. um plus a, a lot of those like character-based things came out of snl or like mm -hmm. comedy troops and whatnot yep, yep definitely and and a lot of a lot of the sway that those avenues once held is kind of diminished in modern day just because there's i and it's like it's weird that like yeah. I, I wonder like what caused like the focus of like those kind of like troops and stuff to like shift from like character based stuff to like more like political based uh, you know because it's like a lot of things are more like in like pol like in politics and things like that and like the settings and stuff so but we yeah. are like completely off the rails right now so i'm gonna <laughs> pull this train back yeah that's uh, fine because uh it's 
it's good that we you know we got on this subject but i knew it was going to happen at least once <laughs> i'm glad it did you know it's fun <laughs> that's what makes a good podcast uh so now travis that we've got this train back on track yep. uh your favorite film hmm. i had to relight for that one <laughs> let's see that's hard to say I do have a few that I feel could be up there. Okay, but the thing is, one. Mm. And now, you know what? It could be the the one in the moment, you know? Doesn't even have to be your favorite all time. Mm. It's just like, bam, this is what I'm feeling, you know? Punch drunk love. There we go. Boom. That's one of one of my favorites of all time. Uh, could be a favorite of all time. The uh, beautiful soundtrack um, by John Breon, who's a, a fantastic musician in accordance with being a composer and a soundtrack compiler. He's great. Um, probably the, it's definitely, I still, I haven't, I haven't watched Uncut Gems yet, to be fair, but still probably the best movie that Adam Sandler's ever been in. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um just i just love it's basically like a french new wave love story go. done by uh paul thomas anderson i mean what you know you say that to a movie nerd it's just tell me that doesn't sound <laughs> like a good good idea you know? <laughs> people that people that just like to watch movies they hear all that and they're like that's cool. That sounds like you're reading off the off the <laughs> credits in the back of the CD primer, you know. But for the people that know, tell me that doesn't sound like a ridiculously good idea. Plus, Adam Sandler is so he's cast perfectly in this movie. He's not like the best wide range dynamic actor. Mm -hmm. Definitely. But he plays this guy who's just so socially awkward because he's like so lonely. And then you get exposed to his family and it's like, you see why he is the way he is. <coughs> and then just such a great, um, rest in peace, such a great performance by Philip Seymour Hoffman too. Like yeah. he was, He's he was a specimen. He was an yeah. artiste. And at the top of his game, you would forget that he was even, there because he would just be the character in the movie like Definitely. you could watch when you watch um when you see him as donnie you know this oh, yeah. sniveling little homosexual that's involved in the porn community yeah it's, that's donnie <laughs> yeah like, man oh, you like my car Dirk? i bought it <laughs> i mean schenectady new york i mean it's just oh like... yeah it's... and that's... then but then you can see him in like um the master like mission mission impossible yeah and the master and then the master he's he's just, great yeah i mean just so manipulative and like it's just oh yeah he was a great actor unfortunate i know it's it's a shame that when you say was i'm like yeah that's yeah. the correct <laughs> that's the correct use of the nomenclature so uh we talked about your favorite film uh, yes. And now we're going to talk about 
uh, a movie when uh, people came out of the theaters, they were like, oh, I was fucking sick, right? To their friend. They were like, hey, you like that movie? And they were like, yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah. Fucking, that shit was dope. And then you uh, proceeded after them and you were like, oh, what the fuck was that? Why did I walk into that theater thinking I was going to have a good time? And then I came out and now I'm so disappointed. Um, <laughs> probably Watchmen. Ooh, that's a good take. Because that movie starts so very strong. And it's up there with the triple axle Lutz coming down. And as it's coming down, you can see, oh, that's a shame. It's not going to be a perfect landing. Mm. Oh, dang. Oh, shit. Honey. <laughs> oh, okay. He crashed. They, that <laughs> Call the paramedics. Zeros, you know, zero. And then the foot's broken. Nancy Kerrigan's oh, asking questions. And yeah, that's what that movie felt like. I was so <laughs> bummed by the end of it. And not because it didn't follow the the source material, but just it. I think the turning point was the love making scene, and then they the, they started they the, this over reliance on specifically the one after they break Rorschach out, you know, or they after they fight the fire. There's like this whole the ah. And then the over-reliance on the slow motion. And then when you watch the director's cut, like all the scenes that they cut are equally, they like make the film worse. I couldn't so, imagine watching a director's cut of that film. It's um, already long enough. One thing they added, which was the one I was like, okay, I was kind of bummed that they didn't add in the scene of the original Night Owl um, getting murdered. Oh, okay. As yeah. they're breaking, you know, in conjunction with them breaking out mm -hmm. uh people from prison and then when you watch it on the director's cut there's like this old style like rah rah rise to your feet and dun dun dun, dun and like be rocky style <laughs> moment that this music gives this scene and it's just so tonally off <laughs> like it's so jarring and you're just like uh you just kind of have to put your hands up and spray the fingers out and just be like, uh, no, spray the I would rather not have that scene. Thank you very much. Give me the old double bird. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of bird, two sorry. thumbs down, it's the double bird. <laughs> All right. So now we move on to the final question in the question and answer segment of the podcast. And that is, uh, how many movies do you watch a week? Hmm. You know, I used to watch more, but it's probably, I probably get in, recently it's probably been a movie every two weeks. You know? Mm -hmm. And if it is a movie, it's something that I've seen before. It's not something that, is a new experience because I really like to go to the theaters to watch like the new movies. Um, I think the last new movie I watched was hereditary. And now it's like 
Three, yeah that was like three weeks ago or something like that oh and oh really you just saw it recently yeah i just saw it like somewhat recently what'd you think that's oh, great yeah it was really good ow what what was that oh oh ashley watched the assistant i, I didn't get to that. see uh it's um i don't know the actress's name but she's she's got an interesting face <laughs> you know like um i know she's in like that third season of ozark uh, i don't know hey i think i know who you're younger talking. girl it's not it's not like his wife or anything she's like a younger girl i yeah. i don't know what she's been in other than that but it's like talk. about it's kind of like loosely based on the harvey weinstein oh yes um, yeah I've interactions yes, yes. So I was curious about that. Ash watched it and she said it was tough. It was a little rough to get through. Oh, that's actually, well, dang. You know, I wish I could talk about TV shows on this podcast, but I can't. But uh, I can say that she is also on a TV show where she plays uh, an assistant. Oh, really? Yes. And oh, okay. it's very funny because wait am i thinking of the wrong person i think i oh i am maybe it's someone who looks like her then it is it's someone who looks like her i apologize i was like you're not thinking of ellie kemper from the office are you <laughs> no i'm definitely not <laughs> yeah or she as, plays in this. or or as you and i probably know her as the blowjob girl I. it still I baffles i don't but okay oh really Oh, with um, the teeth. That's right. Yeah, yeah the yeah, teeth. Yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Now I, humor days, <laughs> I very, I just remembered it right now. But I, I had known her as Ellie before. So, oh, okay. okay. It still baffles my mind that that was. I mean, I that I saw because... that video when it came out, and then she's on The Office, and then has her own show. I'm like, that's that's great. You know, yeah. I'm glad that YouTube was good for. Hey, is good for for Derek comedy as well. Donald and DC and uh, the other guy whose name I always forget did pretty well with with that. Donald obviously did it a lot better. <laughs> hey, if it's, hey, he's in movies. Yeah, he is in movies. He was a uh, wait. He was in Star Wars. Han Solo, right? That's he was Han Solo. That's right. Wait, uh, no, he wasn't. He was, he was like he was, was he Lando Calrissian. You <laughs> know, he was Han Solo. <laughs> Uh, all right, we're moving on. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine how he would play uh Han Solo. <laughs> I the only thing is, is I think uh, just of like Lando Calrissian as Han Solo, which would be all right, I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, it'd be fine. What do you think? Uh, no, I said I smell something burning. Oh, oh, maybe it's uh, just this. No. I don't. All right. Pause for a fire break. <laughs> so we're moving is on. It, Maybe. It... Yeah, I don't I don't smell anything. Well, I tell you, I'm, I'm about to start burning something. If you know what I mean, baby. All right. So <laughs> we're moving on to the <laughs> movie pitch segment of the podcast. Mm, Travis, right. this movie pitch segment is brought to us, all right, 
by our good friends at A24. A24 has been happy enough to sponsor us on the podcast. This is all true, all real. Everything I'm saying is factual. Okay. Uh, nothing is a lie. Uh, we're going to be working with them once the pandemic stops, making some original content. Get us your screenplays. We're looking for screenplays, you know? So uh, whenever you're ready for your movie pitch, we're ready for your movie pitch. Okay. Well, my movie's really about um, personal growth and kind of kind of how bad I am at like movie pitches. You get it. Um, <laughs> I was gonna start doing this whole thing, but let me just tell you what the the movie's about. <laughs> um, it's loosely based on a true story of this Japanese soldier who during the uh, World War, second one, the sequel, World War sequel on Guam, as the battle was ending, he decided to run into the jungle and hide Mm. himself because to be captured by the enemy was dishonorable. And also to be killed by the enemy was also dishonorable. And this man hid in the jungles of this tiny island for around 17, no, 17 to 20 years. He he lived in the jungles and Whoa. nobody knew he was there. So I thought it would be interesting to use that as a basis of the story. This passage of time, that that incredible personal journey and to try and showcase that and how isolation plays tricks on the mind or how um, uh, one of the topics that I got into was uh, CTE because I was, ah. I was doing research. I was going down a big Chris Benoit rabbit hole at the time. Mm -hmm. I was listening to, um, what was his name? Chris Nowinski talk about CTE. And then I, I heard um, a lot of people's, details of like the last time they heard from chris and the one that stuck with me was uh his friend chavo guerrero had called him and chris had asked him about something related to the bookings that had already happened um and also in hindsight when chavo called him this is this would have been after he had murdered his wife and son and he yeah. asked him a question about dates he's like what are the time and dates again for like work in three days like he was still there like like wires weren't connecting mm -hmm. and i was reading that memory loss and dementia can be linked to severe brain trauma and cte and then I re was reading that, oh, like you can have a loss of hearing, a loss of smell, or even like uh, blindness. So I was taking all these um, new things that I was learning and trying to apply them to this situation, to this, to this individual that I'm placing in this situation. And also at the same time, 
straddle that line of, is he crazy? Is he seeing things? Is he hearing things? Or are there things actually out there? And then use the island's um, native legends to issue to 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 not not to issue that but to display that um and just have that interplay and then also it, i was like and that that's great it opens up the avenue for oh him seeing people it's like does he kill a guy does he almost kill a guy these are all questions that i want to know how would a person react in this extreme situation especially if if he does actually have something wrong with him, like PTSD, I was even thinking you set it up at the beginning. He's fleeing from the battle. There's, there's, you know, ADR and shots going off and like something blows up like right by his head and, you know, and then he goes deaf for a while. So it's like he, and then that, that can come back. And then I had a thing where it's like, Oh, there's a scene where he's because the PTSD and all this stuff, he goes, like temporarily blind he's like in a cave so all you hear is like the water dripping and like music and it's like a real tension setting piece because you can hear like people looking for him but he can't but then you don't know you know that they are because of the passage of time well and actually that's the thing too you don't know if they're even um real you don't don't know know what good people you don't know there's so many there's so many ways I could have seen it going. I was like, do I want the reveal at the end to be, oh, it's a, uh, oh God. Now, now that I say it like this, I like the idea, idea less, but you could have like that, the village moment where it's like, oh, it's not 1840s. It's modern day, you know? <laughs> See, now that I say that, I'm like, okay, yeah, I don't even like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the idea for my movie but to pitch it i would like to make i would like to make a an a somewhat biographical thriller all right in the in the veins of like kind of like fargo meets um you know dang I'm, can't wind talkers <laughs> you know Mm-hmm. Or, or something like that. Like one's a good movie, one's a great movie. The other one's just a movie. But you can t- you can take things from them and combine them, and yeah. then get something that I don't think has been seen before. All right. Do you have a title for the movie? Um. No, I never had a title. I never had a working title. I was right. just always. I was come I just came up with the characters and the scenes and and like and and all that. I guess uh-huh. Yokoi wouldn't be a bad title considering that was the dude's name, but I would I would like to try and avoid I would like to make it like an original character like uh-huh. like a, a non-fiction piece that's based on real happenings because I find that it it's it's a tough line to straddle to make a movie about a real situation because then wouldn't you rather watch a documentary yeah so you could truly understand and learn more about it mm-hmm. Definitely. So i hear what you're saying but you know for jfk's fantastic like there, there's ways you can do it it's just 
that's not my preferred way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. It's a good pitch, dude. I liked it a lot. So I had another probably... one about a cabin film in the snow. <laughs> that's 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 another one. That's you know <laughs> I could save I, that for the next episode. I was gonna say want. I don't I don't really have repeat guests, but you know if you got another pitch, maybe we'll have you back on. <laughs> uh, so now uh, we're moving on to the next uh, segment, which is called "Pick It Up or Pass on It." Uh, is brought to us by Blumhouse Films, also working with us uh, diligently nice. on the podcast. Um, we're also working with them, but it's going to be putting out some original content with them as well. Uh, all true. Everything I say, true. Not yeah. a lie. I'm not making this stuff up. No, it's I, I, I all know you wouldn't, true. No, you wouldn't lie. I mean, <clears throat> I'm, I'm your favorite guest, so why would, <laughs> why would you, you fib? To hurt uh, people's feelings. Exactly. So, <laughs> in Pick It Up or Pass on It, uh, you, you, Travis, will play the role of the producer. Uh, I, have right. Ooh, I, like ten, I have 10 titles here in front of me, okay? And based on the titles, you will either pick it up or pass on it. And it oh, is imperative uh, that right. you say, pick it up or pass on it. Are you ready? Uh, do I have to say pass on it? You have to say pass on it. Okay. Okay. Yes. I got. Right, hold on. You. Hold on. Let me. Uh. Let me. Let me light something so I feel more like a producer. I could like disdainfully say no to something. Be like, take it, inhale, and be like, I pass on that. You know. Oh. Imagine all right. Okay. Man. This guy's getting into character. I like it. Nobody else has ever taken this kind of commitment to pick it up or pass well, on. Well, I've gained an appreciation for the finer, but also slightly <laughs> seedier things. Movie industry. Right. So, first off, we have here Slipstream. No, I pass on that. Sounds too much like Slipknot. And I think people would be disappointed that there wasn't some obvious uh, Slipknot tie in. That was was a pun intended. Uh, Second up, we got Chubb. I'd buy Chubb. Chubb, I would pick it up. I would pick that up. I think you could run with Chubb. Great right. potential in a name like that. Uh, fishing the movie. Hmm. I'm intrigued by this one. I would pick it up. All right. I might perfect. regret it, but I would pick it up. Okay. Okay. Uh, top of the morning. Hmm. I would pick it up. I'm a sucker for um, for Irish? Everlast. Oh. Yeah, I'm a sucker for Everlast and House of Pain, and I really <laughs> like that uh, song "Top of the Morning" <laughs> to you. So that makes me think. I'm like Top of the Morning. I was okay. We got a song tie-in. We got this. I know people know that song because they play the Tony Hawk Pro Skater games, and that was in the game. There's possibility for Top of the Morning. Plus, if you were to tell me that there's there's a movie called Top of the Morning where Tom Hardy's involved in it and he like oh, is in. some I'm in. top of the morning guy in New York doing some New York things. I'd watch that. <laughs> I'd yeah, so in. watch that. Uh all right, we have uh next the Aquafina movie. Pass, hard pass. Hard 10 foot pass. pole pass. Okay. I don't need a movie with a comedian say, in it. You have, you have to say pass on that. 
Oh, pass on that. Pass on Thank that. You. I got a little too emotionally disgusted. It's all good. All good. You know, uh, just sometimes people need reminders. <laughs> uh, Pick it up and pass on that. <laughs> uh, next uh, is serves two. I'd pass on that. All right. Um, all right. That sounds a little too like 80s transitioning into 90s comedy. It's <laughs> a very know? good point. I like that a lot. Uh, all right. Uh, finally, we have, or oh, not finally. Uh, next, we have here landline. Landline or landline? Landline. Hmm. I think I'd pass on that unless mm. they changed the title. Okay. But landline makes it, <laughs> landline makes it seem like it's. Like they didn't fully think about the concept before they passed it off to me. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, next up, we have throwing in the towel. Hmm. I'd pick that up. That's another one where it's like, if I'm thinking objectively, I would probably... I'd probably pick that up because I knew it was a safe bet that like people would like mm. it. Mm -hmm. okay. You know, you're right. But the, I hear you know, it. there is, there does need to be space for movies that are safe bets. You can't have like total risks all the time and, and art all the time. There needs to be some cohesiveness, some balance in the force, so to speak. I hear so you. So that, so that, you serve all styles and tastes. Perfect. This is not a dictatorship. <laughs> movies movies are for everyone. Movies are for everyone. Movies are for everyone. Uh, uh, next up, we have The Internalizer. Oh, I'll pick that up. I'll pick that all up right. like, like ice cream on a hot day. I like that. I like the sound of that. <laughs> And finally, on pick it up or pass on it, we have mosquito. I pick that up too. The mosquito is right. a very interesting creature, very mm -hmm. fascinating. Yes, spreads disease. And uh, it's it's you know nature's Dracula. Well, <laughs> hmm, hard to say which one came first, the mosquito or the vampire bat. And I know those. Two species aren't exclusive to blood drinking, but mosquito is probably the most dangerous one statistically out of all the blood drinking creatures. Uh, do vampire bats spread mad cow disease? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know I about think... animals. I just know about movies. Yeah, yeah. See, that's that's the thing. We need we need an animal guy and animal guy movie, movie cast. That's you know I'll what they say in the movies? You never sometime. work with kids and you never work with animals. So, Oh, trust me. I watched the movie Roar recently. You ever see oh, that? Roar. Yeah. Oh, no, but I've I've always wanted to. It's I, on YouTube. I it's, on, it's, it, it's on YouTube for free. You should uh, check oh, it out. Oh, shit. Some, okay. Yeah, you should check it out sometime. How is it? Is insane. it fascinating? Yes. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> yeah, insane. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it's insane. Okay. Uh um, yeah, man. What's what's with man, what's with all these white folks and just wanting to like lock up a bunch of animals? Like, <laughs> like, uh, like, 
the only the only time I see bad shit happen. It's like some some Joe Exotic situation or some Roar situation. Like, I mean, yeah, they they don't understand that they're wild creatures and they should be. Yeah. Oh, wild. it's a cat. I used to have one of those as a kid. Yeah, I should get a lion. <laughs> yeah, it's like a big cat with dreads. Like, <laughs> <laughs> man, bitch, you were. Yeah, go go ahead with that. <laughs> Just make sure that there's a big wall between us. Okay. When, when nature shows you that this ain't a movie, this is real life. <laughs> we have next up the uh, final segment of Craig oh, Movie right. Mondays. It is called Film Association. Oh my god, it's called Film Association. As I like completely butcher the title. Uh, <laughs> where I will present you with five movie titles. These are real movie titles. These are not ones given to me by an intern. Um, and you will give me the first thing that comes to your mind. All right, cool. Perfect. All right. Here we go. Creep. Radiohead. <laughs> Good. Harmontown. Harmontown. Dan Harmon. All right. Escape Plan. Escape from New York. All right. Memento. Um, I was going to say Mimosa. And well, then, you like, know, oh, they're not. You, yep, yep, yep. Mimosa. mimosa. Uh, Life Force. Hacking. Hacking. There we go. Boom. All right. That was Film Association. Travis, you made it through the podcast, <laughs> dude. That was it. Well, it feels you, pretty good, man. You killed it, dude. That seemed All like right. that, was a, that was a good time. That was a good use of both of our times. Oh, definitely. I never, I never have a bad time doing this. All I'm going to need from you now is one more thing. Yes. Your favorite movie quote. You know, I didn't think I'd be able to come up with one when you, when you told me I had to pick one today. And I realized that there is one movie quote that rules them all. All right that there is no spoon there is no spoon there is no spoon would you like to give us the title of the well film? the matrix the original not the uh revolutions or the revelations or the resolutions or the rebirth good old hardcore marilyn manson rage against the machine the matrix Perfect. Nothing I feel better. That line, that line could really be applied to kind of like anything in your life, like be it situation or, or just. I've heard, I've heard that in the practices of like Western esotericism and like magical alchemy, that that's also a concept that they use as well when they quote unquote are able to like meditate and kind of like dive into hmm. a greater life source Interesting. they say that it they've used that example before that that's a good that's a good way to put it that in order to to meditate and to and to relax and to kind of like be at one with yourself and your surroundings you do have to look at something and realize that there is no spoon so to speak because these hard, this hard matter that's in front of us is made out of 
uh, millions of atoms and protons. And these things aren't actually connected to each other. They're not actually touching. They're constantly yeah. moving and vibrating. And that's when they say that, like, there's energy all around you. You mm -hmm. just can't physically see it, but it's there. And that these objects that are solid aren't necessarily solid. Science. So save Papa Science. So save know? Papa Science. So the, that concept that there is no spoon, that to look behind the curtain, you know, hit where the ball is going to be, not where it's at. You know, you can keep taking it and applying it different ways, but the message still rings true. So I would say that the Matrix, there is no spoon. I equate it to in uh, uh, David Lynch's Mulholland Drive. Mm -hmm. There is no band. Ah, yes. And, you know, Lynch is such an interesting character. Oh, he, I, I know could, he does. I could have a whole podcast on him. No, I couldn't probably, but. <laughs> It'd I... be multiple ones. You might be <laughs> able to dissect a movie of his, but even uh, that's know, kind of like. He's one of my favorites. He does actually practice uh, meditation as well. That's, he does, yeah. That's, that's it... where he gets some of his zany ideas from very true yep. like he's said so um a lot of god i don't know there's there's yeah i don't want to go down that rabbit hole but just <laughs> interesting man fascinating oh, i think him and um ooh, and Werner herzog are the two directors that i would like to man look at that meet the most that's like a great David Lynch, Werner Herzog. And if I have to round it out with three, I would pick David Fincher just because I would like to talk with him about his favorite movies. I wouldn't ask him about like questions <laughs> about how he makes stuff. I would yeah. just like to be like, hey, what are some of your favorite movies? Uh, what's, uh, what's one that you nerd out about? Uh, Let the, me hear why. <laughs> the Werner Herzog uh, mention is a great tie in because that was Tony, my guest last week's quote. Was a Werner Herzog quote from Grizzly? Oh, really? Man. Yes. Oh, what did he? Uh, what did he? Uh, what was the quote? <sighs> basically about them being bears and not having humanity because they're wild animals, you know? Yeah. 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 Ah. Uh, so that's another one I haven't seen. I haven't seen Grizzly Man either. I have Crazy. not seen many of his documentaries, which is mm. a shame because I'm very familiar familiar with his familiar. His familiar, he's familiaring to me uh, with his movies, especially uh, those those Klaus Kinski ones. Oh yeah, those crazy. are all. Oh, some of those are <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. Like, and then when you look into the only thing I could think is get this gun away from this madman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I could also Gem. another another man I could talk uh, a lot about. Uh, but you know what? The podcast has to come to an end. Yeah. And, and you know, he's not necessarily movies. He's people's. <laughs> that's right. So, <laughs> so uh, that's it. This is the podcast. Uh, oh, well, thanks. Thanks for having me on. I yeah. really could just talk all day about movies. Uh, I mean, so. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off again because I'm gonna end yeah, the no, problem. I'm gonna, I, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna actually I, I end the podcast coming too, and I was just like, oh man, I'm totally gonna this is gonna get so awkward right there. <laughs> and I was uh, like, yeah. 
So I'm Craig. <laughs> I'm Craig. I like movies. Travis. I'm Travis and I dig on films. Hell yeah. <laughs>